It says we're live, so I guess we'll find out real quick if that's true or not. Here we go. We are the tide from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the Big Sky Conference. Watch out, because here comes the silver and gold. Welcome back, Try from North Brave and Bold, the official unofficial podcast of your Idaho Vandals and the Vandals affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Marceau, and we're joined today for the very first time by longtime listener, former real journalist, Dallas Hammer. Dallas, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, Brian. Thank you for the uh, the kind words. Uh, I don't know if real journalist is a good way to explain what I used to do, but uh, it's flattering. So thank you. Uh, obviously, listened to the podcast a long time. Uh, really excited to be part of it. Dallas is one of the another really well respected member of Tubbs the Club who worked his way into playing on Tubbs the Club by tweeting at us a ton. That is the route I followed as well. So it's it's just great to have someone on the show of a similar background. We were draft picks, maybe not seen at first, but hey, you're stuck with us. And today, we're here for rapid reactions to Idaho's back-to-back home losses against Northern Arizona. But first, ain't nothing like cracking a Montucky cold snack, an ultra-refreshing light beer born in majestic big sky country. The best part is, when you crack a snack, you're giving back. Mom Parking Cold Snacks donates 8% of all profits back to local causes, even right here in Idaho, supporting organizations like CW Ogs and Idaho Food Bank. Yeehaw! That's freaking awesome. Mom Tucky Cold Snacks, Live American Lager for Pow Pow Rippers, Gator Wranglers, Pony Riders, and Badass Do-Gooders. Visit MomTuckyColdSnacks.com today to find out how to get your ass some snacks. And now... And it's just not it's just not very good news in men's basketball. The results we have to go over real quick. Thursday, December 31st, Idaho, again, hosting Northern Arizona, our first home games of the year. Idaho loses on Thursday, December 31st, 65-78. Gabe Quinnett led the way for us with 12 points. And then Saturday, or like two, five minutes ago, Idaho goes down 78-83 in an overtime loss, our closest loss of the season. The you know kind of good news is we had career highs on Scott Blakeney, 23 points. Gabe Quinnett, career high as well, 18 points. And a third career high from Damon Thacker was 17 points. But still, uh, what we have to talk about are losses. So really, Dallas, I'm going to break your tubs of club cherry right now. <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your instant takeaway from those games? I mean, I think the story is turnovers. Uh, you can't turn the ball over this much. Um, I think the first game it looked like uh, it was a lot of turnovers and they seemed to be just a step slow on the defensive rotation. There were a lot of open shots, especially when they went on that, what, 24 to four run or whatever it was uh, that kind of broke the game there. Uh, second game was a little bit cleaner, but really kind of the same story. Um, just you can't turn the ball over that much and expect to win games, especially I would say against a tough conference like the big sky, but the unfortunate reality is this is one of the worst time worst teams but we're going to play all year. And this was the best shot we had to get some wins, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, those turnovers you're talking about, Dallas, uh, we were mirrored in those games. We had 15 today. We had 15 on Thursday, and we had 15 today. And if you 
for those who listen to the broadcast, Chris King told us heading into the game, Idaho was 310th in the nation in turnovers, which, you know, that, that hits on a couple things that I've talked about. This team just lacks ball handlers. We, we were not helped in our second game. Hunter Madden was out with a knee injury. So, I mean, really, with Hunter Madden out, we still haven't seen Kendall McHugh all year, Dallas. We were down to one, like, adequate ball handler. Like, Gabe Quinette had to play some nominal point guard. He's just not a strong enough ball handler to do that. But, uh, you know, the bigger take, the biggest takeaway I had, man, is I've been watching these games, Dallas, trying to figure out. Look, we, we know the jury's in. It's a bad team. We're trying to see what's generalizable for maybe a good team in the future. And I am starting to run out of things to be hopeful about right now. I mean, Scott Blakeney had a great game for his career high, but, you know, he Northern Arizona is like uniquely a team he's going to do that against. Scott Blakeney is a good finisher. when he, If he has to put – every time he has to put a ball, the ball on the floor and dribble, his likelihood of scoring goes down. He had a ton of shots today where he didn't have to put the ball on the floor, which is what we need, but – you know, we're in, Montana's not going to let him do that. Eastern Washington's not going to let him do that. Weber State's not going to let him do that. And, I mean, I think, the, to me, the big story. Now, you're right. Like, small story was turnovers was probably the big thing that did us in. I don't know if this team has a win left on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, you were, if you had to put money on it right now, like last season, we won four conference games. Do you and we're, we also have a new coach? One of the stories we look for in a new coach, Dallas, is always, "Hey, are we seeing progression? If the team doesn't have to be good, but are we seeing development from season to season?" You know, I before I go off the ledge, Dallas, are you seeing development? I I try to be positive, uh, but I, I don't see any positives here right now. It, it's bleak. Uh, I don't. I honestly, if I had to put money down on every one of these games, looking at the schedule, we've got Southern Utah, Northern Colorado, Weber State, Eastern, the Bengals, Portland State, Montana State, Montana. I don't see really anything here that is going to convince me I could bet and see a winner on one of these. I, I am afraid this is a winless team that's just not getting any better. I don't know. I want to preface this with they are college athletes. And if you and I went out on the floor against any one of the people on this, on this team, they would wipe the floor with us. Uh, I, for one in six foot out of shape, chubby, uh, there's no way I could, I could play basketball against any of these guys. There's a, there's a discrepancy of talent here between Idaho's team and the rest of the big sky. And I don't know if it's lack of coaching, if it's just not great recruiting, I, they, they do show heart, and I'm I am impressed. They they at least took NAU to overtime, but I just don't see I don't see improvement. I don't see wins here. No, and that that leads me to my big concern with this team. the The part that I don't see getting better. I mean, obviously, when a team's not very good, like you need to improve both on the offensive and the defensive end. Idaho, right now, this doesn't reflect the game we played today, uh, because I. Full disclosure, just haven't averaged the stats. Heading into this game, Idaho had the second worst scoring defense in the Big Sky, giving up 75.3 a game. NAU had the worst scoring defense in the league heading into the game at 78.6. To me, the bigger, the the thing that is really popping right now is we just can't score. And yeah, like we finally broke 70. First time we broke 70 all year. Took over time to get it. I have a, a question for you, Dallas. I want to. I think we got to put this into context for what we're dealing with, and this is why we're 
we're transitioning so quickly to like, is there even anything to believe in? Heading into this game, Idaho's averaging 60. Let's just say this bumped our average up to 64, which is probably a little bit higher than it would truly. But just just for the heck of it, hey, let's just pretend, hey, 64 is now our average after scoring 78. Dallas, in the last three Big Sky seasons, how many seasons would 64 points per game not be the worst scoring offense in the league? My my gut reaction is none, um, because you're asking me. I'm going to say one, just one. But my gut reaction would tell me none. Dallas, you're correct. It's one. So the, this team right now is in the last three Big Sky Conference seasons. There's only one team that scored worse than we're scoring right now. That was Sacramento State last year, where they purposely played a very slow style. But at, at 64, I mean, honestly, it, the reason I say this is it's hard, it's hard to explain how bad our offense is because like, we, we would need a spectacular defensive effort every single game right now to stay even within the ball game. Maybe this is the way I should have asked it, Dallas. Let's pretend instead, okay, like we're averaging 64. How many are there in the last three seasons, Dallas, if – we were able to to hold teams to 64. So just let's just, let's say that's what it, it takes to get our our scoring margin to zero. Are there any teams in the last three years in the Big Sky that have allowed fewer than 64 points a game? I wouldn't feel comfortable saying yes to that. Well, I have some some great news. Good. There are two teams in the last three years that have held teams below 64 points. They're both last year, Northern Colorado at 62.7 sacks, State at 59.7. That was kind of an anomaly the, the years prior. Like the best scoring defense was Montana at 68 and Montana at 68 consecutive seasons. So it would take a uh, really out of, out of the ordinary good defensive effort right now for this team to even be competitive, which leads me – to what I think is really our fi- the last kind of big takeaway is we, of course, try not to just live in the like fire the coach world because that, that's kind of the dumbest world of sports commentary. Yep. And I, I also think like the jury's in. It doesn't matter how bad we are. We're going to have Coach Klaus back next year. But I look, I'm running out of things to be optimistic about. Uh, really, like the one kind of positive is when we play a faster pace, our guards who can't really put the ball on the floor are more likely to get open shots just because there's the defense is on their heels. But Coach Kloss doesn't seem to like to play that way, just like Don Verlin didn't like to play that way. Dallas, am, I mean, are, are you seeing something different? Do you see anything else that maybe I'm overlooking right now? Because, I mean, it, it's bleak right now in men's basketball. No, it's, I mean, it, it is it, atrocious is, is honestly the outlook I have for this team for the next couple of years um it's you mentioned Verlin and Klaus both have, have preferred to play slower um which is a way to win if you don't turn the ball over as much as we do which since there's not enough talent guard play to stop turning the ball over if we start moving a little faster guys like Gabe obviously are going to be able to shoot better but we start giving the other team more possessions and the more possessions that other teams get against our admittedly 
rough outings are it's just going to come compound the issue uh, i don't i don't see any way that this goes better from here on out either this season or next i just haven't seen anybody that stands out as like this guy get him another year or two in the system and we're going to start swinging up i just don't see it right now yeah i i got to say i i don't disagree with that much our the two variables we were looking at heading into this the this weekend were we hadn't seen aj youngman play yet and we have, haven't seen Kendall McHugh play. We still haven't seen Kendall McHugh play at all. So maybe, like fingers crossed, he's a he, he'll be a very good point guard for us, and that suddenly takes a lot off the hands of all our other guards. AJ Youngman, he looks he, he's a sharpshooter, but you know he's he's kind of like a Gabe Quinnette clone, you could say. You know, not not great putting the ball on the floor, real good with his feet set from three, yep. but not not good enough to be to say he's a difference maker based off what we've seen so far. You know, um, DeAndre Robinson had played pretty solid throughout the season, but that's just, there's just got to be an asterisk there. He's a complimentary player. He's not. We don't really have any guys who can create their own shot. So really, Kendall McHugh is our last hope at this point. That if we get a shot creator out of Kendall McHugh, maybe that changes things. And then otherwise, at this point, man, we're looking at can any of the young guys? Because you know, our freshman. If you think about Stephen Madison back when he was a freshman, he was nowhere near the player he became. Exactly. But, so I guess at this point, if you're watching Vandal Hoops, you, if it's a close game, you just got to be happy because this is a bad team. And we're starting to look at the freshmen uh, as in who who is starting to show some skills that can maybe be a difference maker or a good, a solid contributor on an adequate team. But this has been, this is the third year of the same thing in Idaho. Uh, that counts a coaching change. That counts, you know, Zach Kloss. And part of the reason why I think no jury's in, he'll be back next year is one, we just gave him an extension. And two, there's kind of the built-in, we know about the money situation. And three, there's kind of the built-in narrative already of like, well, he had a weird first season, then he had a COVID second season. By the way, every coach had a COVID season this year. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're going to hear. So like to me, my closing point is, we just have to be happy if the games are close. That's where Vandal men's basketball is at and see if there's, anything that looks like anyone who looks like it could be a contributor. We just need to hit a, hit a home run with recruiting some guy who's not yet on the team. Uh, that's I, I honestly, I think that's what it is. If we, if we had a point guard or an, another point guard that we could adequately trust to, to be a playmaker more than once every few possessions, I think there could be, there could be enough pieces here that we could start seeing. Like you said, Youngman and Cornette both can shoot. I mean, that is at least – I didn't expect us to really have any shooting. So we, there, there's a little bit of shooting this year, but it, it, there's just not enough pieces to, to adequately game in and game out compete. Um, it's nice when they keep them close. It's tough when we see 15, 20-point losses at times. What we have to, the last point I'm going to do to build off that, and then we're going to, we're going to head out because these, these – these um, after the game podcast, they're just quick hitters. We shot seven of 11 on threes in the second half and lost Dallas mm-hmm. seven of 11. That's 63%. That's, I mean, if, if you could, any team who shoots that well, that, that game should be over. Yep. It's kind of like in our first game against NAU, we shot over 50% the half 40% from three. We should have been up 10. We're down one. And which is just showing you to me, the offensive issue is we, even on games where we have what seems like everything clicking for us on offense, like the result is still just not very good. So this team, if we can't hold teams to round 60, we're just not going to win. And 
from this point on, you know, I'd say our next winnable slate, maybe Northern Colorado isn't that good because Northern Colorado did drop a game to Idaho State. So, like, fingers crossed, maybe Northern Colorado coaching change lost uh, Jonah Radabaugh to graduation last year. Maybe they just don't have replacement parts. But really, Northern Colorado on January 14th and 16th in Moscow, I think, is most likely next theoretically close game. Then after that, it's not until February 11th and 13th at Idaho State. Mm-hmm. So, sorry we don't have any better news for you guys. But, you know, we look, we try not to rag on the team, but like we're also not going to say the team's solid when they're not. It's just that basketball team. So, Dallas, we're going to close the bar. Since this is your first time on, I'm still going to ice you anyway, just because that needs to happen. So, getting ice, Dallas Hammer. You get to ask me any sports-related question. Any any question you got whatsoever, it can All be right. it can be sports-related. It can be nothing. It can be related to nothing. Just let me know. Then we're gonna close the bar. Call it a day. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on this this basketball punishment. Um, what if you were Terry Golick? What would you suggest as what you want to shape the basketball program into? Because right now it kind of feels like there isn't a lot of of shape or direction. It's kind of just a blob there's this beautiful new arena being built and a not very good team that's going to be playing in it what would you want to shape the basketball program towards oh man you know really that that shifts back to a question of how much instability there really was in the athletic department because like look i i am not i don't think there's really anything to view terry gollick on yet other than to say like COVID would be like the worst time ever to have to step in and run an athletic department. Idaho did a ton of work to try to be able to play football. It didn't come to fruition, but we were a regional leader in that. And I think what you're seeing right now out of of Terry Golick um, and also we had Mamu Chikon, the the athletic department is trying to become a more functional unit. And after we have some more stability, some we don't have to care about Title IX issues, which by the way, we did previously we don't have to care as much about ncaa infractions which by the way that's why we lost that was the justification for terminating verlin was the ncaa violations which you could you know we were on the show saying it's that sounds like overkill for something not that big but if it's if those don't don't exist verlin's still here exactly so i mean phase one i think that's what they're doing and we just didn't have the funds to do a national coaching search but i'm going to say the problem is i think we got the wrong guy i hope i'm wrong on this but I've seen we've seen no progression in my mind. Like last year, we were sold when the interim title was removed on progression, but that wasn't real progression. We were still worse than the league. We still had the worst scoring margin. We the difference is last year we had an all big sky caliber guard on our team. We don't have that this year. So I guess what I'd say is the basketball team. We look. We we need it needs to be something that's competitive. Vandals. We were getting adequate attendance, not fantastic attendance, but adequate attendance when the team finished like third in the league when we were, you know, we were over 500, but we weren't thought of as like an NCAA tournament competitor. But we, we ha- that has to be the step we're moving in. We can't assume this is going to turn into Eastern Washington in a couple of years or something like that. But Idaho, it was not long ago that we were picked to win the league. Phase one, we can't be a laughing stock. which look, we're not trying to be harsh on the guys. We know they play hard. We value them as vandals, but this team is uh, like in big sky Twitter. This team is a joke right now. 
and we it needs to be moved into something respectable women's thing is different women's team the discussion is how do we become competitive in the first round of the nc2a's men need to be the the team just needs to become respectable and we're going to close the bar guys dallas uh anything you have going on and where can listeners find you uh you can find me at hammer dallas um be warned, I am a Rams fan, so I'm sure most of you, Los Angeles Rams fans, so I'm sure most people that are listening to this are probably going to hate me. Just be aware of that. Um, I know most people are Seahawks fans. I am a Rams fan, so if you follow me on Twitter, you're probably just going to hate me. Just know that. Um, other than that, not a lot going on. Just they're trying to get through the quarantine. You guys know where to find me, at Brian Marceau on Twitter. That's M-A-R-C-E-A-U. Tune in. We still have podcasts coming up on, on Tuesdays, particularly as football season comes on. But this is how we're going to do basketball. Martin's got a separate women's basketball show dropping essentially right after we're done recording. And now it's time for the best band in all the land to play us out. Sound of Idaho. Go Vandals. I don't see a video for that. How about take two? We'll get it. We'll get it next time. We Dallas's first time on. That's uh, that's the mulligan we'd like. But anyway, yep. uh, thanks for downloading, and we'll be back after the next game. Go Vandals! Go Vandals!